Why are memes so powerful within Web3? If you think about it, a lot of the tokens that go to the moon, a lot of the NFTs are based upon memes. Unfortunately, most of those coins usually crash. However, the NFT tokens, if you will, those tend to have some lasting effect. Now, nowhere near the highs of the complete peak and frenzy. However, they seem to maintain and stick around a lot longer than some of these projects that launched with serious intent. Today, we're going to dive into why that is and exactly what is going on in this space that makes memes so powerful. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real world value. Okay, as we know, with this podcast, I like to speak about various things as far as how this technology is going to be used and implemented in businesses. Now, for the most part, these meme NFTs are not a business. However, I think a business that adopts the principles and understands the culture that is happening within the space can look at why these memes are so powerful and then integrate this into what they're doing. Now, although CryptoPunks are a completely different case and they're not officially memes, the one thing that they do have in common with these meme projects is that they have no expectations from their holders. CryptoPunk holders do not look at them the same way as they look at the Bored Apes, right? Although they have the same owner now, Yuga owns both the CryptoPunks IP and the Bored Apes. However, CryptoPunk holders do not expect anything from their team. So you'll see that they at one time were neck and neck and the board apes even surpassed them. But now the crypto punks are way above the value of the apes. Why? Because they don't expect anything from them. So going back to meme tokens, it's sort of the same way. When you're just in it for the laughs, for the vibes, having fun, the holders just don't have those same expectations and standards for the team and what's going on within the project that they would if they're expecting a game to ship or some sort of massive delivery or promises be fulfilled that were on the roadmap, right? So it is a completely different thing. The bar is really low for these projects and people buy into them knowing exactly what they're getting into. So as long as the vibes are good, the community is there, the people are still hanging out and they're laughing together. I mean, there's really nothing that the team can do to mess this thing up. It is really community-led, community-driven, just like there is no czar of a particular meme on the internet. Once one of these things goes viral, as long as it's there, it stays alive. For example, Pepe has a life that goes way beyond what the creator ever intended it for it to be. He has been adopted by so many different groups and organizations. Of course, they had coins, they had NFTs, there's board Pepes, there is every variation that you could possibly think of, good and bad, negative connotations and positive connotation all over the place, and it has a life of its own. It just lives on. So first and foremost, I'm just going to give a couple examples that really took over the market really captured our attentions and our minds and how they ended up holding value over time. And first and foremost, if you remember when we first came into the depths of the bear market, when everyone's saying that everything in this space was dead, NFTs were over and so forth, which I know has been pronounced many times. But when this really started to happen was sometime around May of 2022, it seemed like that was as bad as it could get. Then, of course, 
a meme came along that sort of revitalized the market for a period of time. And that was in May 2022 when Goblin Town came out. Now, it was very interesting because it was a far reach from everything that we were demanding up until that point. And if you remember what was going on during that time, there was a lot of despair and so forth. And this Goblin project came out of nowhere, promising nothing. And they had really nothing that was being demanded of other projects during that time. The founders were unknown. They had no roadmap. And they promised nothing on their website, which was beautifully designed, by the way, despite this hideous art. And if you go all the way back to episode number 199, I was very critical of Goblin Town. And I was saying that I was very skeptical of it. I would never put my money in it. And I thought it was something that was going to rug and burn everyone based on what was outlined on the site. Now, I could not be more wrong about that. And even at that time, I did not truly understand and appreciate the value of a good meme. Of course, we had the Doge community that really, I would say, pioneered the crypto meme. But that entire token and everything that was really built around that just really solidified the power of memes. And it's still going strong despite where the prices are right now. That Doge community... They are hanging in there strong and they're still very passionate. Now, with Goblin Town, they really captured like the essence of that whole time of despair and everything and all these things that were demanded and they turned it upside down. And even when you look at the prices today, they're nowhere near like the multiple ETH floor prices that it ended up hitting. But right now at this point, it's still holding strong compared to other NFT projects that had much more serious intent. We're talking about a floor price right now around 0.2, 0.21, depending when you're listening to this. And it, you know it's staying there pretty consistently at this point. And now the founders have come out and they have built out all sorts of different things. However, I think the power and the lasting appeal of this thing is really the fact that they were a meme and everyone sort of has positive feelings. And really, when you speak to them about this whole time, they have lots of laughs and good memories during these dark times. And that is really the power of it. Because honestly, if you were one of the people that were in those spaces, you understood the culture, you could really appreciate what was going on here. Another one that came out around NFT NYC when the market just wasn't doing so well was God Hates NFTs. This was another one. They staged these protests outside of the venue and they were marching on the streets of New York saying that NFTs are evil and God hates NFTs only to find out that this was actually the marketing campaign for this particular project that ended up launching right around the time of that. So they beautifully captured attention. People were tweeting and laughing and saying, hey, look at these people that are saying God hates NFTs, not understanding that they were promoting and spreading this all over the internet. I thought it was just a beautiful rollout of just viral marketing and everything. I thought they did a great job of that. And even that, nowhere near like the multiple ETH floor price that it was, but still it's holding strong. I would say 0.1, 0.2, bouncing around anywhere in that space. And considering this is a joke project, there was like, you know, nothing that was promised and all buttoned up and serious like these other ones, yet they're still around. Nine gag with what they're doing with potatoes and, and MVPs and all these different things, like they are just built for me. Their entire company and branding, it's like they just brought it over from the depths of these message boards and they created this whole company that is now embodying memes and everything that they do. But I think it's important to notice that like there is an inside joke element to memes, right? When you're standing on the outside, you might not fully understand what's going on, but it kind of embodies everything within the culture. If you've ever been a part of an inside joke, you can appreciate this. So you 
possibly you're speaking in code or whatever it might be, you're in a public setting or maybe even a professional setting, and maybe you and a colleague knows what's going on. It's just like a fun feeling that kind of captures what's going on, what you guys are thinking about, and nobody else on the outside really gets it. And it feels like you're on the inside. It feels like you're in the cool club, if you will. And that's kind of what happens when these memes go viral. So whether it is on a message board, something like a 4chan or on Reddit or wherever these memes usually start to take over the internet. Now, of course, you have X and TikTok and all these different places. But many of these memes have been circulating for years on message boards before making it to the, I guess you'd say, the wide mass appeal social media world. And a lot of those people were the early people that were into crypto. They got into NFTs and so forth. So that culture just kind of really goes into everything that's going on here. And it just has a great community bond. It's like the whole group, all of those holders are in on the joke. And it's just very interesting to see that people want to be a part of something, whether it is an army, a team, a religion, a cult even, you name it, you can see all sorts of people joining things, whether they're positive or negative, because they want to be a part of something. And that's what a meme does. A meme really helps people to gravitate and they have that identity and knowing what's so funny about this thing. And other people might be looking at it like, I don't get it. This is crude. Like this makes no sense. These ugly goblins or these cartoons that are threatening to cut off their you-know-whats if you don't give in to their demands, which is kind of crazy, right? There's all these jokes that you just don't get it unless you're in the in crowd, and I think that's why it just brings people in. And like we have a familiarity with these memes. Once we start to see them, they're recycled, they're used multiple times. I can think of memes that are still circulating from the early 2000s or you know when I was in school and college and everything, and they're still around. Some of these like baby memes that are circulating, these people are grown now. They're, they're, you know they went to college, they're adults. Yet we have these baby memes, like that baby with a pink onesie, and people put up multiple versions of that, saying "get to the chopper" and whatever else it might be, and it's is still circulating decades later at this point. So why is that? Because we have that familiarity. Anytime we see those images, we know exactly this is a meme. We know exactly where this is coming from, the history behind it, all the different variations. And it's almost like when a movie franchise comes out with a sequel, right? You kind of know what you're going to get when you go see a Thor movie, when you go see a Captain America movie. I don't know why I said Thor, the least popular of the Avengers, right? An Iron Man or something of that nature. Because you have years and years and years of understanding what's going to be built into that. So the same thing happens with these memes. You just have that long history, familiarity. It's an easy laugh. You don't have to explain it. You just assume that whoever's going to see it is on the in. And if they don't get it, guess what? It's not for them anyways. So I think that's why it is so powerful. The crazy thing about these memes, even though they're making fun of something, and many times it is a very serious thing that they're making fun of. They're using politics, things that are making the headlines, and they're putting up these memes. Yet there is some authenticity in it because we live in a world of lots of fake news. We don't know what's real, what's the trust anymore, especially in the world of AI. It gets really questionable to see, okay, how legitimate is this source that I'm seeing? However, when it comes to a meme, like when we see a meme online, we know right off the bat that it's a joke. It's almost like back in the day when you'd watch certain shows and you would just know it is a parody. You read The Onion, you read The Babylon Bee, you watch Saturday Night Live, you watch Mad TV back in the day if you were around. You just know right off the bat that this 
is not real. Even when they're doing a news segment, that they're making fun of something. It is a parody. And that's what's kind of built into memes. So as far as what's going on there, there is that authenticity. It is like built in. You know that this is a joke. We're making fun of something that could possibly be serious, but we're just poking fun at it. And, you know, that is also why I think it is just a, a great idea to use this in the marketing and so forth. And as long as Elon is running X and I don't know if he sells it off or whatever it is, memes will always be popular. He's the king of the memes, if you ask me. He's like the internet's greatest troll. Even the day he ended up buying Twitter before he rebranded it to X, he walks into the headquarters with a sink saying, let that sink in, right? That is a type of thing that happens. And just recently, I created a meme off of that. I used the founder of the DAO and I ended up saying, let that sink in with something completely unrelated. But that's where it came from. And everyone that saw that and understood it that I shared it with, they knew that I was mocking Elon and using that. So it was like an inside joke of the Dow, right? And we knew that everyone understood it. So going back to the whole point, why are memes so valuable when it comes to NFTs? They hold their floor price and despite their lack of seriousness, I think that is exactly it. It makes people feel good. You don't have to rely on founders to deliver on a roadmap. There's no crazy plan and high expectations. It's just people having fun. They're on the inside. They get it. And that really is what a community is. As far as People with a shared identity and a goal, the goal is to just have fun, right? Nobody's taking a meme seriously. And the shared identity is that they get the joke. So it is easy to have people rally around these memes. And I think that's why they're holding their floor price. People just want to be a part of the joke. They want to be on the inside and they're not expecting anything of it. And they're just having a good time with it. And I think that is why it works for branding. And I would think that businesses should kind of embrace their meme, their inner memes, try to get in touch with it because they're hitting a lot of things and it shows that they understand the culture of the audience that they're dealing with. So I think if you're able to capture on the success of a meme in a tasteful way, of course, that represents your company, I think that is a great way to either enter Web3 or just stay relevant in Web3. So the power of the meme, although we like to laugh about it, it is something that should be taken very seriously. So with that said, what is your favorite meme project? Do you own any of them? I would love to hear about it. Please share it with me on X or using the contact information in the show notes. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.